Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 110 of Confessions of a Market Maker. I'm your co-host, Ray, a.k.a. All Day Ray, a.k.a. The Superman Lover. And I'm joined here by my opulent co-host, former market maker of 20 years and current day retail trader, B. Silverback of House Street will handle your paper more carefully than the mailman, the proper villain. JJ, how's it going? What's up, brother? How you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. Summertime. Um, I know you've been traveling a lot recently here in Europe. Uh, what's What do you got planned for the summer? Uh, well, we went to France, went to Nice, and uh, mm-hmm. that was amazing. Pretty, uh, pretty cool place. Very, very... You know, you hear about, you know, the south of France and all this and people say, oh, it's, you know, it's overhyped. It's it's not. It's just as amazing as everybody says it is. Mm -hmm. Right. Really, really beautiful place. And lately we've been traveling around uh, in in England here because my girlfriend's been working uh, in the hospitals up here in weekends, different places like North Wales and um, Liverpool this weekend. So. Mm-hmm. It's so uh, I like Liverpool. Liverpool is nice and gritty. It reminds me of Vancouver in, in the 80s and 90s, which I like. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. You've been to uh, what well, you also been to Amsterdam. Uh, Went to Amsterdam, Spain. which is yeah, Amsterdam is is it is an amazing city. Um, it took a couple of hours for me to get into the rhythm of Amsterdam. But once you do, uh, you guys kind of slow down and. Uh, chill out a little bit so you don't mind almost getting hit by a bicycle every five minutes. But um, I've yeah. never seen so many bicycles in my life. You just freak you right out. But, yeah, it's it's a very cool city. Nice people. Yeah, nice, man. I'm going to, you know, I'm definitely, uh, I'm jealous, man. I'm going to have to come over there. You're going to have to show me around. Well, I mean, you've got it pretty good. South Florida, I mean, if, you know, you've been, if, if I was, you know, being stuck in Saskatchewan or stuck in South Florida, I, I, I think I would take South Palm Beach yeah, you know, or West Palm Beach or, you know, one of the Palm Beaches I'd take for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, no complaining on my end. Uh, I, I definitely I like it. I like it a lot down here. Um, so spe- Speaking of South Florida, um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll jump into trading talk here. Uh, so um, former uh, guest we've had on the podcast is running for uh, president. Did you see that? Yes. Yes. I'm very excited. Right. I'm not even an American. And yeah. uh, I, I'm like vote, vo- voting for this guy. No, I, I just uh, not to be political, but I, I, I like the mayor. Um, yeah, me too. Of Miami, uh, you know, and we're we're very uh, we're fortunate to have him on the podcast. Now, let's see that he's big time. Let's see if he'll come back on. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're going to try and get him again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come, mayor Suarez, come, come hang out with your traders, you know. Don't forget yeah. your traders, you know. You get the trader they vote. vote. The yep. vote, get the trader and get the, <laughs> the the finance vote. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I like it because he's got that young energy, which we need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I like about him too, man. Like he's he's in shape, JJ. Like he's uh like he's working out. He's running. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He's not sitting. He's not sitting back uh, eating those. Uh, what are those sandwiches? Those Cuban sandwiches oh, yeah, Cuban. and smoking. Yeah, that would. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, 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 absolutely. So yeah, so so we're talking about the for those that don't know, we're talking about the mayor of Miami. We had him back on the podcast, um, probably like two years ago. Yeah, I think about two years or so. Go back and listen to that. He's running for president. Good luck to him. Um, all right, so we're about to jump into some trading talk here. I do have some housekeeping notes I have to get into before we jump into the podcast. Um, we got this new agreement, um, in our room that we're going about to announce with a Wall Street prop firm. I'm not allowed to say the name 
yet. Um, and it's going to be able to allow members of our room, of our trading room, and also the podcast listeners a chance to learn how to trade, get funded. And if you're successful, um, you get the interview within landed position uh, on a prop on a Wall Street prop firm trading desk. So this is different than the other prop um, offers we've had before. Stay out, you know, um, be on the lookout for that. Um, also, JJ, and you can speak to this a little bit. Um, JJ, every day, I believe every day, um, 10 a.m., you've been running a Twitter spaces. Uh, you want to tell the listeners a little bit about those? Yeah, every day at 10 a.m., I uh, I hop on Twitter space and we talk about the market. And, and you know, we trade ES in our room, but we're generally, so we generally focus on that. So if you're trading the, the S&P E-mini futures, come join us. Um, and if you're an equity trader, come hang out for a little bit and ask some questions and, you know, maybe we'll tear apart our stock or two when it gets slow. Uh, yep. Wouldn't mind doing that too, uh, because our our room, the microwave futures room also has a sister room, the equities room, which Ray runs. And, um, you know, for you guys who like, you know, say you guys aren't futures traders, um, you know, there's always something for everyone. So the equity room, we have a ton of decent traders in there and really good, you know, they pride themselves in that room of not taking the drama trades. Uh, they take the trades that are that pay, um, you know, those consistent, kind of boring, but hey, there's nothing boring about getting paid, right? Yep. <laughs> you know, that's what that's I always say, yep. right? And uh, so if you want to trade without the drama, come check us out. Uh, we'll teach you how to tear apart a market. Yep, yep, absolutely. And uh, there's a lot of synergy too. You know, I know a lot of the people that trade um, over with us, JJ, they'll listen to you in the morning. Um mm-hmm. They'll be with you guys for a little bit, then they'll come over, you know. Yeah. And, and so, um, you know, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the same concepts we teach, you know, it's they're trading concepts, not specific to one market, um, or not. Um, also, uh, guys, go check out our Substack, Confessions of a Market Maker Substack. I've been uh, writing um a bunch of articles, a lot more to come in the pipeline. Uh, make sure you guys go check, subscribe to that, and um, also last thing here, podcast listeners. Uh, we're offering 20% off on the micro e-futures trading room. Look out for the discount code. I'm going to put that in the description um, of the podcast. So if anyone's looking to join our room, 20% off here in the coming weeks. Um, and yep, that's the end of the, the house keeping notes. Um, so <laughs> JJ trading here, um, you know, we're in the summertime here. I know there's usually some talks, you know, summertime trading is slower time for the market. Um, and I believe that is historically too. Um, do you ever account for that or you just treat trading just like, you know, business as usual? I, you know, the way we trade is we just find a little sort of a, a little box and trade within that box. So we, we still try and grind out a little bit. We're grinders. You know, we try and grind out a living um, for those large traders. Now, the ranges have been pretty crazy. <laughs> right. So, yeah, the, you know, the, it's it hasn't been. You know, the slow, slow summer that everyone's expecting. This market has not been easy to trade the last couple of months. And I don't think it's going to get any easier. Um, but so I, as far as slow as in um, investment money coming in, sure, that's slow. But mm. there's lots of action. There's, there's still stuff moving. I mean, you were talking about, you know, these guys who want to go to space, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, Virgin Atlantic. And, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. and, uh, as opposed to, you know, the, the folks who got trapped in the sub, let's hope they get them out. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. to all you adventurers out there, you know, just uh, be careful. <laughs> At least yeah. the stocks are running, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, crazy. So yeah, we're recording today. Um, uh, you know, for reference, we're recording on June twentieth, um, today. Uh, yeah. So you know, the the big ranges, like you you said, JJ. It's uh, you know, we we've talked about this um on our side of the room, uh, you know, the equities room where, you know, like these these huge intraday ranges. You know, a lot of times it's like drama for no reason. It's like the you know we're either, oh yeah you know we're closing around where the open is, you know, et cetera. But um. You know, it's got to change your trading a little bit. Either you got to be like really quick, you know, in and out, like with your stops, or you have to adjust if you're playing like a longer term move or a longer day or a longer term intraday move that you maybe have to maybe downsize. Um, oh, and yeah. you know, move your stop a little bit further because we are getting these huge moves and it doesn't necessarily invalidate uh, your thesis. You know, if you're you know playing a longer longer term move, it, it is it's harder trading these large ranges because. This market doesn't have any investment money that's buffering both sides of the, the range. Mm-hmm. So it kind of bounces along, and the, the large momentum traders just take it and run with it on the short side and the long side. Like you'll see the yes today. You know, it came off a good good amount, but then stopped at a certain point because it's still just an inventory correction. It, mm-hmm. you know, And people will short it, and it caught short in the hole, and then it rips up the other way out. So if you're trying to trade these longer ranges – um, you definitely need to have an approach where you can manage your position with size, right? And if you can't manage your position with size, then just, you know, take take the two, three-point scalps on the ES or, you know, those shorter those shorter hops. You know, just, you know, like, like you know, just you don't eat a whole pizza in one bite, right? You got to chop it up into pieces. And that's the better way to trade a big range market, especially if you have a small account. Yeah. You know, keep it in bite-sized pieces. Otherwise, ooh, it can get away from you. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, we're, you know, me, me and you, JJ, we're not, we're not like, uh, macro, <laughs> macro traders. No, um, no, no. I, <laughs> we're no, not, definitely not. Yeah. We're, and we're not no. really, you know, I don't really try to concern myself with like, you know, bear, bull market, et cetera. But, you know, with that being said, though, we, uh, you know, we've been we've been trending up. I mean, for probably a decent while. Um, we have more or less. Um, I saw I saw you post today one of these articles um, saying that this this recent rallies cost bears 120 billion. Um, yeah, it's a bit yeah, expensive. Yeah, yeah. Do you have you just know. any thoughts around that? Well, you know, the, the thing is, in this market, you always have to remember that there's limited supply. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Apple, look at Microsoft, look look at all of these large companies. Right, you will see that Apple trades maybe 10% of the stock that's available to trade on a daily basis. I mean, Apple's got a float of, well, I mean, what's their outstanding? 15.7 billion. The float's 15.7 fully diluted. 61% of held by institutions, and only out of that 15.7 billion, this thing only trades maybe 50 million shares a day. Right? Uh, it doesn't trade that much. So when a stock doesn't trade that much, it's not very, you know, these people are, you know, if you had 800 million shares of Apple, good luck trying to sell it in one day. It's just not going to happen. Good luck trying to sell it in a month because as soon as you start selling the stock, everyone, the whole street will know, right? It's These stocks are so large that the and they're so illiquid that the large holders, 1.3 billion, a billion, 900 million shares, Vanguard, BlackRock, Berkshire, that's a lot of stock, and it's impossible for them to sell it. They're holding it for 30 years. That sucks the supply out of the market. 
that's why you have these huge rotations. Um, you know, and, and that's what people forget because they don't understand what rotation is when supply is locked up and that makes shorting a very, very expensive proposition. If, especially if you're short in bad trade location, Mm -hmm. uh, just, it's just horrible, you know, and now that we're over 4427 in the S and P, uh, in that ES, uh, let's see if we can hold that. But uh, I'm hoping we get some liquidation because I don't like it when a market gets too short because that that makes it no fun in the playground. You know? Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah, and these um, you know, these large ranges can make it tough. You know, um, you know, a lot of times there's no follow through. Um, you know, with some of these moves. Um, but yeah, I'm with you there. Um, so last podcast, JJ. We had on Brian Shart of Chat GPT Portfolio. Um, pretty interesting pod. You guys, oh go, yeah, yeah. You guys should definitely go back listen to that if you're interested in integrating AI or Chat GPT into your trading. I've been playing around a little bit with it myself. Um, you know, AI JJ trendy thing right now. Um, it's created a bunch of movement in the equity markets. Um, some good trades, you know, around this like AI catalyst. We have now. I know it doesn't probably really affect, you know, you guys in the futures. Well, it 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 the futures are you know based on on the equities. So Microsoft and Nvidia mm-hmm. and, and these people, you know, I watched some very interesting Nvidia Google videos yesterday. You know, they showed the power of their that they their AI that they're developing and not so much trading. I I'm look I look at AI for so many other different things trading uh, because I you know I'm just you know. The way I trade is very manual, but for the the promise of what this holds, if you just look at something very simple like logistics or cargo transportation, the the, the efficiency that this new technology can bring, it, the magnitude of it is just unbelievable. Uh, I am not at all technically proficient, but I understand when things are changing. And, you know, just like when the Internet came along and everyone went, ah, you know, right now, everyone take away, try and take away someone's cell phone. You know, <laughs> they'll fight you to the death for it. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's like th- this, this is this is something that's coming. And I, I've always been excited about new technology. So I'm I'm very curious to see how it's going to change a number of different businesses. And, and for me, because I'm a deal guy. Right. So I see AI and I see. 20 or 30 different companies I can take public, yeah. right? It's just, it's like a smorgasbord of new liquidity that's going to come into the market. I'm really happy about that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, you know, if, if we take AI and, and put it to my old business model, you know, we'll hang so much paper. They're going to have to grow some new forests. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for, um, you know, for equity traders, um, it's, it's nice. Um, uh, you know, I, I like playing things with catalysts, right? I mean, we're momentum traders. We need momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's creating some good opportunities. And yeah, like, yeah, you know, you see these, you just attach AI to any one of these headlines. Um, and it, you're at least going to get a temporary, temporary pump. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that's interesting. Be on the lookout for that. And yeah. also, you know, I think, I think there's probably still a while until like, I don't think it's all gloom and doom for like human traders. I still think it's like, Oh no, no! With this, you know, technology comes along, and you know, everyone's just everyone was so anti-algorithm, 
And I find that algorithms helps retail traders so much because it gives us so much precision in a futures market where, you know, where it wasn't there before. Uh, there's always, there's always an advantage. You just gotta, you know, stop complaining long enough to be able to see it, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you figure it out and then exploit it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So not another, um, this is a, another like news uh, headline here in finance. We have uh, your good, your good friends at the SEC, JJ. They're uh, suing Binance yes. uh, for unregistered securities operations. Um, according yeah. to yeah, so according to them, they failed to register as a securities exchange. Um, so what, what have you been thoughts? Have you been keeping up with this at all? Well, you know, it's like like we talked about earlier. You know, the SEC regulating crypto is like. Fred Flintstone trying to regulate, you know, George Jetson. Yeah. It's, you know, you've got prehistoric regulations coming in to try and they don't even understand this technology. Yeah. Look, crypto is like, they already, the money's gone. I don't know what they're trying to regulate now, right? That, that where were you before, yeah. right? They always come in after the fact and make a big hoo-ha about it. And all they're doing now is freezing up. Like I've got friends who have these Binance accounts that they can't access. They have money that's tied up that they can't get to. They're making people jump through all kinds of hoops. Where were you before? Like at, when it all started, you should have come out and said, okay, these are what we're going to do. They let it go for 10 years and then they come up and they're like, oh, it's just, it's just a show before an election year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that's all, that's all it is to come in heavy handed. And the people who have made money and already it's a cowboy market crypto. I've got nothing against it, right? I'm jealous that I didn't partake. That's okay, right? There'll always be another market. But what's the point? And like the, those people have already come in and taken the money out of that market, right? It might recover and I hope it does for the people who are long at higher prices. But the SEC coming in now, it's, it's kind of like throwing a lookout block in football, right? You know, you know, the linebacker is going to take the quarterback's head off and the, you know, the center's sitting there going, look out. I mean, it's, it's over, right? Yeah. They, you know, uh, you know, a dollar, uh, short and then a day late. Um, and it's just, you know, posturing for politics, I'm sure. Yeah. But, uh, you know, let's, uh, let, let's hope they just allow the people who have their money to get it out, you know, and, and don't lock them out of their accounts because that's, that, that just hurts all the retail people. They do more harm than good. Right, right, and that's the that's the people they're supposed to be protecting, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, there's there's um, you know, to to the point where yeah, there's probably some stuff going on right behind the scenes and stuff we're not privy to. But I know I know there is there's some uh, conspiracy. I won't even call them conspiracy theories because it, it is kind of interesting. They're they're saying so, you know, after all this has happened, BlackRock, Fidelity, Sidel, Swab, Deutsche Bank, they're all applying for Bitcoin ETF spot exchanges. Etc. And so people are asking, was this some just big coordinated effort, you know, for Wall Street to like, you know, get control now, catch up and get in. Yeah. 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 Like, like you know, it, yeah. it's like, hey, you know, hey, here's a monopoly we don't have. I mean, yeah. come on, BlackRock. What have they got? Eleven trillion dollars under management. Yeah. Right. I mean, how do you even like how do you even argue against somebody who has that kind of money? Right. It is just it. it you know, they're just making, you know, they're like, okay, it's, uh, we let everybody in now. Uh, let's see what we can go and take. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know? So, yeah. So it's a total, it's a, 
It's a total Tony Soprano move. Yeah. <laughs> you got to respect it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, oh, man. You know, I, Larry Fink, Tony Soprano. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It would make Tony proud. That's for mm-hmm. sure. That's, also, there's, some, there's something like they're like 50. Uh, I forget the number that was floating around. It was like 575 to one for them. Like, you know, getting approval on these, um, I don't know the these ETFs or whatever the hell they're doing. Um, yeah, they're yeah. fascinating. Yeah, yeah, they just they just keep making product for people that they can sell. You know. Yeah. Uh, I, I always this is a really I'm going to use some bad language, but we always say the investment bankers they create the poop, right? Mm-hmm. The salesmen sell it and the traders shovel it, right? That's that's the business, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the investment bankers create it. You know, the salesmen sell it and the traders shovel it out the door, right? That That's all we're doing, you know? Yep. yep. All right. And I uh, just say, uh, take a quick second to shout out our good friends of the podcast, Apex Trader and Top Step Funding. Any listener of this podcast that has the skills to pass an evaluation can become a prop trader fully funded by either Apex or Top Step Funding. Our own micro futures trading community has many members who are now fully funded. No need to trade with your own money. Keep 90% of the profits. To learn more, you can visit our website at microefutures.com. All right. And that is going to conclude today's episode of Confessions of a Market Maker. If you guys enjoyed this episode, could you please rate and review it for us? If you guys would like to join a supportive community of traders, you can join us at microefutures.com. I'm Paulie Walnuts. He's the grill of House Street. You stop, so. Have a good night, folks.